Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Good evening. How are you tonight? Broskies. Yeah. I've had some fun hanging out with some of you guys during your activities, and I'll keep doing that throughout the week. But it's been a good week so far, a good start, correct? Oh, okay. A little bit more energy. Anybody remember our theme of the week? All right. Y'all realize every time I ask you that, you sound like bored when you respond? Out of control. You ever realize you say it like that? I'm going to ask again. We can try it. Don't start low. Uh, start high. Out! Uh, right there, right? Don't go out. Uh, you go out. Uh, can we do that? Anybody remember our theme of the week? That is good. Anybody remember the deal we've made? If you fall asleep, I will talk for... I hear different, I hear different numbers, huh? I'll read Leviticus. Yes, there we go. If you don't fall asleep, I'll speak for... 15 minutes. You you think we can do that again tonight? We've been doing good so far. Talking about out of control. And every day we've been exploring what it means for things to be out of control. And we said sometimes when when things are out of control, our natural response is for us to gain control. So I want to tell you a moment in my life when I... Um, didn't do all the right things. We talked about last night that Jesus made, he did all the right things before he chose his 12. Anybody remember what they were called? Disciples or apostles. What did he do? Anybody remember? He prayed all night long. And then he chose the 12. So there was a moment in my life when I was going to college. I, I went to school for one year. And then I stopped going to that college after one year because I couldn't afford to keep going. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I was in between schools. And at that time in my life, all I wanted to do was play college football and then go to the NFL. Have you heard that before? Everybody wants to go to the NFL, but everybody can't make it, right? And so I was in between schools. And my, my younger brother, he had a car. And I went to watch him practice football because I wasn't playing football that year because I didn't know I was going to go to college yet after one year. And so I went to his football practice. My younger brother and his team, they were very thirsty. So he says to me, he says, George, can you go get us some Gatorade? I said, no, because your car is there, but I don't know how to drive. And this is my younger brother who already has a car and already has a license. I had to grow up a lot still. He looks at me and says, driving is easy. Just drive down the street and get us some Gatorade. What do you think I did? I got got in the car. I started driving. I made a right turn. It's like, you know what? This isn't that bad, right? Then I pull into the 7-Eleven, and I made it. Went inside, got some Gatorade, got back in the car, and now I'm starting to feel myself, right? I can drive. So I start driving back, and my brother has a really good sound system. So I start pumping some music, and I'm like, yeah. And I start leaning back, and then I pull into the parking lot where the practice is happening, and I'm like, yeah, I can drive. And I turn to pull into the parking spot, and instead of pressing the brake, I press the gas, and the car drove right into the fence on the field, and my wheels were still turning, and I was up like this on the fence and the whole football team stopped practicing and looked at me. Things got out of control. Now, let me ask this question. Do you think I did the right decisions? And things got 
out of control. Now I want to tell you another time in my life where I think I made all the right decisions and things still got out of control because the reality is, if I'm going to be fully honest with you, sometimes in life you will do all the right things and they'll still get out of control. Someone tell you all about something. Y'all might not know anything about this. My first girlfriend. I know y'all don't know anything about this. I know y'all can't date till you're 21, right? Isn't that the rule? Rule at your home, right? So my first girlfriend, this is going to sound really, really weird. I told y'all yesterday I was a very shy kid. I told y'all that. Remember this? I was very, very shy. I didn't like talking to a whole lot of people. I was very insecure. And so when I was about 14 years old, my sister had somebody, my oldest sister had a young girl that she was mentoring. And they were talking on the phone. I had never seen this girl. I never met her before. But she had, she sounded like a nice person. And so she was like, somehow we became boyfriend and girlfriend over the phone. Don't judge me. I'm being honest and vulnerable. He's, he's judging me. So we became boyfriend and girlfriend. And so I said, all right, this is my first girlfriend. My entire life, my mom, I told you I was raised by a single mom, she always would talk to me about how uh, amazing women were and how men just needed to have a good man. So I figured if women are amazing, all they need is a good man. And guess who that good man is? This guy right here. So I'm going to show this girl who is now my girlfriend who I've never seen or met in my life how amazing I am. And I'm going to marry her down the line. Y'all never thought that before, have y'all? Yeah. So this is what I do. Y'all don't know anything about this. I get a radio. I put in a cassette tape. Remember I taught y'all about those? Put in a cassette tape. I press rewind, fast forward, rewind, fast forward, rewind, fast forward till I got to the exact song. Then I took the phone. This was the corded phones back in the day. Y'all don't know anything about those. Took the corded phone. Press the play button, put the phone to the speaker. I don't know much, but I know I love you. That's the song. That may be all I need to know. Have you ever heard that song before? That's a grown man song. And I played the entire song and I thought, man, she's going to be so swayed. Wait till I get off, wait till I get back on the phone after she hears this whole song. She's going to know how amazing I am. So I played the entire song and I put the phone to my ear and she's like, I need to break up with you. I know. I did all the right things. I'm an amazing man. Woman, all they need is a good guy. And I played, I don't know much, but I know I love you. Was that too soon? <laughs> well, y'all should have told me back then when I was 14. But anyway, I did all the right things, but things still got out of control. That was funny, but I want to tell you in life, sometimes, many times, you will do all the right things and things will still get out of control. I brought something. I want to show you how it might feel because you have already experienced this before in your life. There have been times in your life where you have done all the right things, but life has been out of control and it has shaken you around. And you said, but I'm doing all the right things. I've chosen all the right friends. I've been nice to everybody around me. I've worked hard and my coach disrespects me. My friends are not kind to me. How does it make you feel? It makes you feel like you want to explode. Sometimes. Anybody been there before? When you do all the right things, you feel like you deserve all the right responses, but sometimes you feel like a can that just exploded because everything that's out of control around you has an impact of what is in control inside of you. Remember last night we said that Jesus did all the right things. He chose his 12 apostles. I want to read to you from the book of Luke again. I've been reading to you from the book of Luke throughout our time together. I want to read for you from the book of Luke again, chapter 2. This is Jesus' last meal. 
He's with those 12 apostles that he chose after he prayed all night. Now, I want to tell you this. If I pray all night about who I should choose to be my closest friends, I better make the best choice. If I am playing dodgeball and I pray all night, God, I'm going to be a captain tomorrow to choose my team. I pray all night, I better choose an all-star team. If I play basketball and I'm going to choose my team the next day and I'm going to pray all night, I better wake up the next day. Well, I'm not going to sleep. The morning better come and I better choose the Golden State Warriors. The best team in NBA history. So Luke chapter 22, verse 31 Jesus eating the front, his last supper with his disciples, his apostles, and he says this as he's eating the last supper. He says this. He says, one of you will betray me. And then he says this also, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned your back, strengthen your brothers. But Simon replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Simon's basically saying, Lord, I am committed to you. I am loyal. Jesus says in verse 34, Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times that you know me. What I want you to understand is that last time when we left here, most of us probably left with the idea and the impression that Jesus chose the 12 best apostles possible. What I want you to hear tonight is at the last supper, and that 12 is one that's going to betray him for some money and one that's going to deny him. I want you to hear that Jesus did all the right things, but things still got out of control. Can you fathom that Jesus is at a table eating a meal with someone that he knows will deny him? He's eating a meal with someone that he knows will betray him. Can I take it even deeper? Jesus not only does that, it says that Jesus washed their feet. Now, I want you to imagine this. Back in those days, they had open shoe sandals, right? And they would walk and they would get dirt. Wherever you walked is the dirt that got on your feet, right? But imagine that sometimes it might rain. And so when you get rain, it might be mud on your feet. But imagine if you are near with the horses, sometimes that stuff on your feet might not be mud, right? Jesus touched the dirtiest part of their body and cleaned it, even though he knew they would deny him and they would betray him. Isn't that crazy? Can I be honest with you? Some of the times in life, we're going to make all the right choices and things are not going to be in control. But even more than that, sometimes in life, we're going to be the ones who are going to betray and deny. See, I don't know where everybody is tonight with your faith in God and in Jesus. But the reality is that most all of us at some point in our lives have denied that Jesus is Lord or we've betrayed him for who he is. At some point in all of our lives, we have denied that Jesus is Lord, or we've betrayed him for who he is. We've said, I'm not going to let people know I follow Christ because I want to be cool. I'm not going to let people know I follow Christ because I want to have the money instead. I don't want to let people know I follow Christ because of whatever it might be, we have betrayed him. What I want to leave you with tonight is that just because we get control doesn't mean that all things are settled. Remember, we want things not to just be in our control. We want shalom, which means nothing and nothing. That's what we're desiring for. As you leave tonight, I want you to understand that when Jesus chose the 12, all of them disappointed them, and he still was close by. 
What I want you to hear is that every one of us in this room at some point in our lives, if not even in this very moment, have disappointed him. But I want you to hear that he is still near you. You understand I said he washed Jesus' feet, he washed their feet. Sometimes we think, if order for God to love me, I have to get my life together. That's not what Jesus did. He looked at his disciples and said, I know you're going to betray me. Here's some bread. I know you're going to deny me. Here's some bread. I know you're going to abandon me. Give me your dirty feet. Yeah. Y'all ready for me to go deeper with that? All the dark places in your heart and in your life, all the things you've ever done wrong or thought wrong, or even deeper than that, all the things that have ever been wronged against you, Jesus wants to come close and meet you in those places. He wants to bring light to darkness. He wants to bring wholeness to brokenness. He wants to clean you where you are filthy. And sometimes it's those filthy places that make us think that God doesn't want anything to do with us. I want you to see tonight Jesus being there with those who will betray and deny, and he touched them in the filthiest places. And I want you to hear tonight that Jesus is here, and he's looking and saying, show me your dirty feet, because I want to cleanse them. Show me your brokenness, because I want to make you whole. He's saying this, I want to give you shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow night, but let me just ask you this. Don't raise your hand, but raise your hand in your mind. Is there anybody in their own lives that say, Lord, I would want your peace where nothing is missing in my life and nothing is broken? Is there anyone here who would say, Lord, if it's not up to me, if I can come and give you all of my mess, could you make me whole and complete? Is there anyone here tonight that realized that if it's left up to me, this world would still be out of control, that I need something greater than myself and something greater than my circumstances? Is there anyone tonight, as you hear what I'm saying, that when you read the scriptures that I read to you tonight, that you don't look at Jesus being abandoned, but that in the scriptures you see yourself and saying, yeah, that's me. I'm the one that would turn my back. I'm the one that has denied him. I got some stinky feet. You know what's amazing about stinky feet? I'm, this, this is a little silly, but so true. You know what's amazing about stinky feet? Guess whose feet stink? All of our feet stink, especially at camp. And we're outside, and it's sweaty, and your feet are sweating, and you're running through mud, and you're climbing on ropes, and you're going to horses, and your feet stink. And we always think that I can't tell anybody that my feet stink as if my feet are the only feet that stink. Y'all know it's true. You know, one of, my guests, one of the things I do as a pastor as a pastor, I can look out at most crowds and say, I can name five things that I can tell you has happened to people in this room. Because when this room is filled this full, I can name five things and know that there's many people in this room who had that experience. But many of us feel like we're the only ones and we're too ashamed to admit it. But I want you to know that as I sit down, you're going to say, I hope he doesn't know my feet stink. Trust me, I know that each one of your feet stink. You get the analogy. I'm not talking about your actual feet. I'm talking about the dark places of your heart. That all of us have dark places in our hearts that we are ashamed of, that we are hiding. I actually hope that when you meet with your small groups, that you will have the courage and vulnerability to be honest and know, you know what, I'm not the only broken person here. I'll be honest in this conversation so that we all can find healing. I'll be honest in this conversation and say, my feet stink, Jesus, wash it. 
I don't know about you, but if you don't tell somebody your feet stink, it ain't going to get washed. I'll be the first to tell y'all, my feet stink. I need Jesus to meet me in the filthiest and dirtiest places of my life. I hope and pray that that's true for you too. I'll pray for us tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have sent Jesus to us, that he didn't come to be with people who are perfect, that even when he prayed all night, he chose 12 apostles knowing that they would abandon him. And yet he loved them, and yet he drew near to them, and yet he fed them with bread, and yet, Lord, he touched their filthy feet that they may be clean and made whole. I pray tonight that you would remind us, make us aware of the dark places in our lives so that you can shine your light there, of the broken places in our lives so that you may make us whole there, of the dirty places in our lives so that you, Lord Jesus, may cleanse us. We want shalom in our lives. Nothing missing and nothing broken. So, Lord Jesus, as you met your disciples on that day, would you meet your children? tonight and touch them in places that they have had kept hidden and make their hearts new again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Live After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.